It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin a Tuesday, it's the final day to get January right. Don't screw it up. Gary, how are you? I'm doing great because maybe... Yeah, I may have to get more details on this about uh, the specifics of what the American public is thinking. But the poll that came out yesterday, maybe they're coming around. Americans say that inflation is not the biggest problem. The economy is not the biggest problem. Climate change is not the biggest problem. Yeah. Government is the biggest problem. Well, all right. Maybe they're coming around. If you've been a short-term or long-term listener to the show, you know that we have repeated over and over and over again every major problem that exists today in the United States was caused by the government. So we don't sit here and say, well, we're mad at the government because they can't solve the problems that organically... Uh, happen in a society no they can't solve the problems because they created the problems mm-hmm. and they don't wish to solve the problems mm-hmm. now they didn't get into the specifics with the american public so the american public may be saying oh yeah government's a problem because they won't give us more money and put more debt onto our children and grandchildren i'm not sure or and we're going to get into a story related to this later Maybe everybody is smoking so much weed that it's come full circle. Well, actually, I had that. I was going to meld right into that. Yeah. Maybe we're getting back to the uh, the days when, you know, we'd say, hey, man, stay out of my business, man. Well, when you have just just an example, because by the way, whenever we talk about government creating the problem, the problem at the border was created by the government. Yes. It's not an organic right. problem. Right. This isn't something that. Oh, you know, these things just, I'm Joe Biden, these things just sort of happen, and we're trying our best. No, they created the problem. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it. Inflation, (laughs) when you have long-term inflation as we have, there is only historically one reason why it happens. Government monetary policy. The inflation that you see today is because the majority of Americans voted for it. The border that you see today that is not a secure border that the Biden administration continues to tell you is a secure border. (laughs) I still find that hilarious how they just, you know, you talk about gas. Actually, when they say, you know, gaslighting was, wasn't gaslighting one of the words from last year? No, and any like well, secure should have been mm. because if you want the ultimate in gaslighting in one word, secure would be that word. Mm. The crime problem that we see in our, especially in our cities today, was caused by government because of government policy. I'm not saying that each and every criminal is not responsible for what they do. Because they are. But government policy, as we have seen today, 
no cash bail, demonize and lie about the police on a consistent basis. The story now coming out in Memphis, lowering the qualifications for police officers in order to serve. You see all these major problems that we have today caused by government. And as Eric was referring, this is just another example. And we have talked about this before. But the story came out that the Jerry Garcia (laughs) well strain product of pot (laughs) the jerry garcia pot company it's called garcia hand picked uh well they're closing up shop in california the jerry garcia legal pot cannot make a profit in california Could you possibly have a better brand name if you're going to sell pot than Jerry Garcia? Legalize and tax it. Legalize it and tax it. Legalize it and tax it. Legalize it and tax it. How about you just legalize it and quit bringing up taxes? Because that's exactly what they'll do. And the cost of regulation will will ensure that the cartels win. Uh, The marijuana brand uh, bearing the name of... Jerry Garcia has pulled out of California as the state as the state's cannabis taxes uh-huh. gut legal operations and allow the black market to thrive. Yeah. Garcia handpicked founded by the relatives of Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia removed its products and operations from California as the state's laws and taxes have left legitimate producers paying as much as 80% in taxes. As businesses jump through hurdles to produce and sell marijuana, black market operations and illegal farms have managed to operate without legal barriers and have undercutted the uh, undercut the efforts of legitimate products. The pullout of Garcia handpick comes as experts have predicted scores of marijuana businesses could go bust in California as years of operating at losses finally come to a head. Uh, and then they go through all the different, uh, you know, laws and everything else as we have done before, uh, on, on the, uh, the, the show. But they basically say with brands Garcia handpicked struggling to follow the rules, illegal operations have been able to steal much of the market in california now they believe the cartels still have 80 percent of the business in california and remember the amount the number of people you know using the using the product Mm. smoking weed smoking weed getting buzzed has gone up because it's legalized so more Mm. people are doing it yeah so you may have i don't have the figures in front of me but I think it would be a good calculated reasoning to think if they have 80% of an increased market, the cartels may be selling more marijuana in California than they did before the legalization. By far. And They're growing in state parks and in U.S. national forests in California. The cartels. And they said, and because... <laughs> the, as the uh, Sheriff's Department's Narcotics Bureau 
uh, told the Los Angeles Times in Los Angeles County that authorities don't bother prosecuting heavily if crimes are limited to selling cannabis. So if you're right. part of the cartel selling cannabis, cannabis, there's no problem. Right. That's the attitude. It's just cannabis. We're not going to incarcerate people for that. Well, you're just telling the legal market, good luck. No, that's exactly what I've been saying for years. Enforcement isn't going to care what that you're smoking pot because that's not going to turn anybody's head anymore. So they don't care where you got it from. And if they don't care where you got it from, and the cartels know all of this, the cartels can come in and undercut all day long while the state of California and other areas add taxes and cost of government to it and force Jerry Garcia's relatives out of business in California. Say that out loud. Jerry Garcia's relatives can't sell pot in a profitable way legally in California. Liberalism has gotten to the point in California where they can't even legalize pot that the California legislature legalizing pot is almost guaranteeing the bankruptcy of any legal pot business. That's how screwed up California is. They can't even come up with a way to sell pot legally. Right. And we sat here for years, Eric, for years. I don't know how with, long I've been saying with, that with, since uh, the, you know, uh, normal and and everybody else was promoting legal legalization. They were screaming, legalize it and tax it, legalize it and tax it. And I said, no, no, I've been doing talk radio night. This has to go back 2025, maybe even I've been doing talk radio. This is going into my 34th year now. But for 30 years, at least, people have been talking about we need to legalize pot. We need to legalize it and tax it, legalize it and tax it, legalize it and tax it. And I said it when you and I weren't working together. We had the same opinion. We said, no, government will screw it up. Government will screw it up and make it where the cartels, you know, they'll make it where they tax the daylights. And once they start taxing it, they can't stop. As you see, this has been going on. We've been talking about California. The warning signs have been there. Has California changed? No. No. Because they can't. Once they get the revenue stream in, it's like, sorry, we can't. Well, if you go bankrupt, you go bankrupt. Yeah. But everything that they talked about that, you know, which was really, we're going to put the cartels out of business. They're doing more business than they did before, as we predicted, because we predicted that if you legalize pot, more people will do it. And the government would overtax it. And still the federal, you know, the federal government still, I don't think it's going to happen now with the Republicans, but the Democrats wanted to, uh, maybe it will, <laughs> the uh, the Democrats uh, wanted, what, an 8% tax. They're like, we're not getting our cut from the pot. You know, before we legalize it on the federal level, you know, give us an 8% cut. Mm-hmm. And then 8% cut, they can't afford what the states are doing. Then California's going to say, well, look, we'll lower our taxes 8% and let the federal government come in and do 8% on it too. That'll be a, that'll be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Think about it. How screwed up liberalism is. They can't even sell pot legally. 
Told you. I don't know how many emails I got it every time I said it. Oh, you were, we were blasted for years. Blasted for years. And I told you. This, this is bound to happen. It doesn't take a genius to see it because the government will always come in and they will always add the cost to it. There's no way that they're not going to do that. There's no way they're going to get out of the way in California and say, no, we're just going to legalize it and, and tax it the way we tax any other product. There was no way that was going to happen. Yep. From the permits to the growers to uh, state and local taxes and, and sales tax and everything else in between. No, that was never going to be the case. And they're still looking at regulation coming back in and saying, well, we need to control uh, the standardization of marijuana. They want more regulation. Which is another thing I've been saying for years. You get your edibles down to one-eighth of a cookie as a dosage. You're begging for children to be in hospitals. You do that as an industry, you're begging to go bankrupt. You're begging for regulation. Look, I, I know a lot of people out there listening are saying, well, it's good that they're going out of business. That's not the point. The point is it's still on the streets. The point is how liberalism will screw up something that should be a piece of cake to figure out. Well, and and beyond that, we have created a situation where the cartels now see it as an easier task to have drug operations in the U.S. Yeah. They have full cover. The border's not secure. Not only that, we're allowing them, we're begging them to come across and set up grows. And that's exactly what's been happening. By the way, for years. I do love this line here about the Garcia family. This was a hard decision for them. They love California, said a, a cannabis consultant, uh, Andrew D'Angelo. They were born and bred here. This is very painful for them. I guarantee it. He said the departure of a celebrity brand as prominent as Garcia handpicked was a grim sign of times for the California market. You can't make any money in this market. Not only is Garcia leaving, a lot of other people are leaving and they you know, talk to the associations and, and all that. It's like, yeah, if Garcia can't make it, right. I'm sorry, the Garcia brand is stronger than cartel brand. Mm-hmm. There is no brand stronger if you look in the marijuana. I'm trying to think of what would else would be uh, a stronger brand. Uh, Chong and a bong. <laughs> Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. Chong and a bong. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to associate any celebrity, it would be either Tommy Chong or Jerry Garcia. Alive or dead. I mean, you know, Jerry it, it, Garcia's right, been gone for exactly. a while. Right. You're just talking about But it's, it's the brand, image brand of, yeah. you know, everything that, you know, that 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 uh, he stood for and was all about. And, and this is the end, though, of this, you know, the the entire road for any corporation that wants to get into it in California, that's over. But wait for it. Other states are next. Cartels don't care about California being a border state. They'll travel to 
Colorado, Washington. They're, in fact, they're already doing it to some extent and do the same thing. They operate everywhere. They don't, anybody that is a customer is going to be uh, catered to by the cartels. And they're going to be using whatever. They're, you know, in their, in their grows, what they found in some of the grows on state land and, and U.S. land in California, they found tons of uh, pesticides, a ton of pesticides in the finished product. Well, right before they burned it. And people are okay with that. And the reason is, is because they're driven there and they vote with their dollar. Yeah, I'll buy the cheaper stuff all day. We got a great show ahead, 86690 Red Eye. Starting and charging system related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Dim lights are an early warning sign that your alternator is degrading and near the end of its life cycle. Lights that are brighter than normal, on the other hand, can indicate your alternator is overcharging. Get a full electrical system check if you notice your headlights getting dimmer or brighter. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. The Department of Justice uh, rejects uh, the House GOP's most of their request for any Biden documents. We will get to that. Here's a story you haven't heard. Hurricanes unprecedentedly, unprecedentedly <laughs> weak in 2022. Hmm. Unprecedented, folks. In fact, since the satellite era, which was 1980 till now, mm-hmm. the second weakest hurricane season. Bjorn Lumberg pointed it out saying, you haven't heard about this, have you? Now, Bjorn Lumberg is somebody who believes in uh, that climate change is happening, but also thinks that it's completely over-exaggerated uh, from the left as to what the consequences will be in it and everything that they're doing in order to stop climate change is the wrong thing to do. But he pointed out yesterday it's unprecedented and it's like, yeah, but it does, really doesn't matter because if you have a if you have a regular hurricane season, it's climate change. If you have a what Bjorn doesn't understand, if you have a super bad hurricane season, well, that's climate change. If it's unprecedented that it is a weak hurricane season, that's also climate change. Yep. Anything unusual, any break in the weather pattern at all is climate change. Also, the first time in history, U.S. Population Center moving southward. CNN fact-checks Biden. Two-thirds of Americans now living paycheck to paycheck. And a whole bunch more all coming up. Individual. On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio and 
If you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. You know, I just, I remember, you know, sitting here and getting blasted. Just, not not to harp on it, but there's just some moments when you're, you know, you have a long career in this business where you just remember some of the things that people just vehemently disagreed with you on. And so I just have to mention it again. And one of them was uh, 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 was the whole legalization of pot. And and people would remember the calls we would get. You guys don't understand. You just don't. You refuse to understand. Oh, I don't you, have a problem with legalization. Legalization and then taxing it, I don't have. Well, that's the point yeah, I'm getting to, yeah. that 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 you guys, you know, you guys, we were being accused that you don't want to legalize, you don't want to legalize pot at all, so you're trying to make excuses. We went, no, we're talking economics and how the cartel works. Mm-hmm. This has got nothing to do. This is strictly a business model analysis of it, as we have stated. And you're not going to be able to. We had people that would call up and say, we can solve all of our problems if we tax marijuana. Remember? Oh, yeah, we can pay for everything. We can pay for everything. There's not going to be a budget problem anymore. And we said, you're out of your minds. I mean, delusion. When it came to the legalization of pot, people were high. Well, maybe they were high when they they were calling. But they were high before it was legalized as to their optimism of what you could do to defeat the cartel. And, I mean, the rosy predictions and the, the, the hate mail we would get over it. And we said, nope, sorry, we're going strictly on economics. This isn't even, it's not our opinion. It's our analysis of how economics works. Yeah, um, you know, first of all, if we could secure the border, that would help. That would be a yeah, big deal. <laughs> uh, shut the cartels down. But we insist on opening the border and keeping it open. You don't hear anybody in California, even those that are screaming about the legal marijuana industry dying, aren't screaming about the border. No. That boggles the mind. How could you be in that situation and not include, hey, enforce the border. (laughs) It's killing our industry. Yet, no, we can't have that. In fact, they still have sanctuary state policy. They still want people to come to their state illegally. I don't get it, but that's the mindset. We'll just allow it to happen. We won't look at the problem, even though the problem is stomping us out of existence. Yeah. It sort of reminds you of the West Virginia Coal Miners Union, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, because when, when they, the, when, the when they illegal endorsed. growers that were in California that were not part of the cartels before, uh, this goes back years. I mean, the cartels have gotten such a grasp now in the U.S. on sales. Uh, they have, uh, in recent years, in the last 10 to 15 years, they've infiltrated gangs here in the U.S., taken over their territories, uh and rutted a lot of the gangs that were operating in major cities here on not just marijuana, but other drugs. And when they did that, they realized, 
man, we can do anything. Then California comes in and says, we're going to, we're going to, uh, ease up the laws on grow on, on any grow that we find. And when they did that, they realized the cartels looked at that and said, well, wait a minute. Why are they doing that? It's because they're finding so many. That means we're not doing enough. They started going into state parks, national forests in California. And then you got guys and, 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 and gals that are uh, parks and wildlife. All of a sudden, they're working side by side with DEA. <laughs> Dangerous uh, 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 cartel uh, members in the fields uh, and shooting at parks and wildlife. One agent almost lost his life. And and I'm scratching my head going and, and, and thanking God that it's not worse than that, that it hasn't become more violent. Well, why hasn't it? Well, one theory is that they just don't have the ability to enforce all of this at once. But they also don't have the political will to do it because you legalized it and you decided we're going to tax it and take over the process of essentially all of the permits for grows and everything else. We're going to monitor um, uh, through drones and through uh, imaging. We can monitor and see where grows are. We can go after them. But frankly, when you get down to the final enforcement of the user of the product, well, local, state, they, they see somebody smoking a joint that is not a red flag to them anymore. All of this could have been avoided. The one thing we can do as a nation, if you're, uh, you know, pro-legalization and you want that industry to remain in California or any other state, is secure our border. Now, I have a million other reasons as to why I want it secured. And it would be, I don't know, the safety of my family, the safety of the numerous individuals that wear Border Patrol uniforms that are friends of mine, the safety of our nation, the security of our nation. When you think of it, because we can specifically look at, at California, for example, and uh, when you when you see how, again, they can't even come up with a way to legalize and sell marijuana without almost guaranteeing that anybody who invests in that business goes bankrupt, as we predicted on this show was going to happen to the point. And, and, and the reason, again, the symbolism that it's the Jerry Garcia brand that has to pull out. Right. I mean, that is, that is symbolism that you can't get any better symbolism than that. And, and you look at that and say, this is a government that can't even come up, does not even have the intelligence to understand how basic economics works. We said it for the longest time, and there were other critics too saying, you can't do that. The cartel will undercut you and people will invest and they're going to lose their money. And once they lose their money, you're not going to be able to get investment unless you come in and say, okay, we need just regular, just tax it regular and the regulations on it. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. many of the regulations. Cost of regulation is, yeah. is real. I so, mean, so you many, put in a regulation, you have to enforce it. <clears throat> All of that comes back, and the state is going to have to recoup that money through the costs well, o- along the way, permits and everything else. And the other thing is, too, when, when a lot, and I don't know specifically how California did it, but I know other states have gone down the path of saying, well, we're only going to have no corporate, no corporate uh, pot can be made. All the growers must be local, and they all must be small business. Like, mm-hmm. you can't compete against the cartel. Right. You can't do it. Well, they can go it, in. They can strike in numerous ways. We, we, we've talked about the competitive part of it. But um, it's a real drug war for them. You're on cartel turf if you're selling legal drugs in the U.S. And there's no way around that. But this is this is the same California government. Understand how delusional these people are. They can't even sell pot legally without bankrupting the the legal business portion of it. And these are the people that, if we saw Gavin Newsom... All electric vehicles by 2035, and a couple of days later, you better not be charging your your electric vehicle because we don't have the capacity on the grid. You know, I was I was um, uh, just going through again YouTube yesterday, and it, it comes stuff comes up random, and uh, uh, again it was uh, um, uh, John Stossel, mm-hmm. and uh, he had uh, uh, in, you know basically a um, uh, physicist scientist on that talked about if we went all electric cars, saying we need double. We would yeah. need double right. the power that we currently produce as a nation, electricity. And he said and they want to all go solar and wind. And you could tell the same frustration was there, saying this is impossible. Well, doubling they- it is impossible, and then doubling it, and I think <clears throat> I've seen the same interview or the same guest on yeah. a different uh, interview, and I said it a couple of weeks ago, and that is, there's no way to, the way he put it was interesting. He said, not only do we need to double it, we need to double it essentially within a decade. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And that's never right. been done. Right. And it's possible down the road we could double that capacity. It would take a long time to do it. But what we're looking at on the mandates is essentially a decade. Here we are at the beginning of uh, uh, 2023. And these mandates go into effect in 2035. And the mining of the materials and everything else and the power load, all of this, as if we can just snap our fingers because a governor signed it into effect and make it so. Well, the other thing is, too, when they because they, they actually had worked out, this was a Manhattan Institute, actually worked out when they were talking, again, in California, everything must be wind and solar. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't do it. Well, you right. would need the battery power to do it then. Right. He said, in order to do that in the United States, let's say you had the battery power, lithium battery, and all the postal problems because of weather mm-hmm. with lithium batteries, they didn't even get into. Mm-hmm. But they said just to produce the amount to store, what you would need overnight would take the United States, would take the world 400 years just to gather the materials to yeah, do it. Yeah. And so the thing is, comparing something like pot and the delusion of the the people of California to believe it could work and the politicians to push it, and then doing the same thing for electricity. Pot is one thing. You right. can live without pot. Yeah. Well, some people can't. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can, Joe Rogan can't. You can live without pot. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but you can't live without electricity. But the same delusional mindset exists in the liberalism of California and the liberalism across the United States today in the Democratic Party that is throwing the impossible out at people. And for the most part, they've accepted it unless this study is right. Where And this is how this all started. The new, not study, but survey out there saying Americans blame government. Government is our number one problem. Well, everything that you see, the problem that the the reason that the Jerry Garcia pot company can't make it in California is because of government. Yep. It's all government. Yep. They And it's not that they can't solve the problems. It's that they create the problems. And it's why? Because the people of the United States also have been living in a delusional world. Government Don't just say it's the not, politicians. You put them in there. Government is not the solution. It's the problem. Yeah. 86690-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, I'm trying to calm down, but... Uh, it was just the, the most perfect examples of the stupidity of the people that we elect in this country. It just, sometimes it's just, it's mind boggling that the public has accepted it for as long as they have. I, know? yeah, I heard That's, weed cal- calms you down sometimes. <laughs> it's just what I heard. It unless could be it a make, rumor. Unless it makes you paranoid. <laughs> Wait, why? What have you heard? And, and anger and paranoia, the, the anger or frustration I feel probably would not be helped by uh, paranoia. Are you calling me paranoid or is somebody else calling me paranoid? Who's calling me paranoid right now? <laughs> What's happening? What is happening right now? Wait a minute. Is, it, is that the cops? <laughs> I'm not worried about the cops. <laughs> no, that's just, I'm worried about the tax yeah, enforcers it, in California. I, it, it, was, it was just the perfect symbolism for me. I mean, that was that's what set me off. It's just the perfect symbolism of the Jerry Garcia pot company can't make it in California because of regulation and taxes i mean that's just the that's the ultimate it's the ultimate in symbolism that i think is so easy to understand and then you can apply it to, you can apply it to everything else that government's getting involved in which is the biggest thing when you look at that they're attempting to destroy it is a uh solid consistent cheap form of uh, forms of electricity mm. in order to run our economy and, and to ensure that people can have a quality of life and and i think it's a perfect example that if they can blow something like marijuana and you trust them on it the liberals on marijuana, and they can't even get that right, that you trust them on the delusions that they have on how we should, you know, provide energy and warmth, uh, you know, uh, and and uh, transportation to this country that somehow we believe that they're more credible than we are and they're our leaders and they're setting us in the right direction. Well, if you can't sell pot in California and the Jerry Garcia company goes under, you better watch what are the responsibilities you know, you assign and allow them uh, to have authority over your life of. And you need to decide if you want secure borders or not. Yeah. This is a big part of what's going on in California and other states. Your competition is coming here and they're not being stopped by our government.
Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, Red Eye Radio goes everywhere human beings are. (laughs) Reportable. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and uh, you can listen where and when you want if you can't listen. Uh, during uh, the live hours, which are now, unless you're listening, like uh, way in uh, in advance. Yeah, right. Yeah, a friend of mine said, uh, "Hey, uh, are you in the air tonight?" I said, "Oh no, in the air is a virus. On the air is radio." So let me get uh, let me go back here. I want to get this quote. I just doing some research here i want to get this quote from whoopi goldberg did you see that yesterday i saw a couple of stories on her i was trying not to pay attention white people need beatings before police reform and nothing will happen until right until white white people until white people get, get beat that that memphis will continue so memphis where as we know uh all the police officers involved in the physical altercation. We know the one uh, white police officer has been suspended, but he wasn't a part of that. Right. The one who used his taser. Right. That was, that was the initial, that was the initial fight and, and uh, you know, that happened at that, that point. So all what we saw in the film Mm -hmm. there afterwards was all black officers, a black suspect, a black, uh, a black uh, police superintendent in a city which is 65% black, Mm -hmm. majority black population. Mm -hmm. And Whoopi says white people need beatings before police reform. So are you saying that the absolutely Democratic Party in a majority black town have no respect for black lives, that black lives don't matter? Is that what Whoopi is saying? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out here. In a town that is majority black with a black police chief Mm -hmm. run by Democrats Mm -hmm. that white people in Memphis need to get beaten before there's police reform, that black lives don't matter in the city of Memphis? Is that what Whoopi's saying? And what does police reform look like? Um, Is it... Let me ask you, would it include defunding the police? Because I think we've been there. And major cities everywhere and small towns are seeing the effect of it. Nobody wants to serve. Forget about defunding them even after the major cities came back and said, oh, okay, we need to make sure we put more funding in. You couldn't find anybody to serve. The revolving door, the churn rate is ridiculous. Who would want to serve? 
what happened in Memphis is tragic beyond belief. It is absolutely shocking and brutal to watch that video. You know, when when you look, and, and I don't want to get into the color thing. She, I mean, this is something, the only reason I br- bring this up, the question is because she's the one that brings in the race to it. But I will bring in political ideology for years. I know that since I've been working with you, we have been pounding on the crime problem that has happened in the inner city. It is conservatives that wished in that 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 promoted and two of these Supreme Court rulings were based on minorities when it came to law abiding blacks uh, and my and, and other minorities in the city where it was the Democratic Party and the liberal black leadership that was doing everything to ensure that minorities and blacks in the city did not have the same Second Amendment rights to protect themselves as people did in the suburbs. We have been promoting that irrespective of the color of the skin, which is meaningless to us. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you should have the same Second Amendment right in Memphis, in New York, in Chicago, in D.C. Chicago and D.C. were uh, two of the Supreme Court rulings Mm -hmm. on the Second Amendment. And uh, they were um, uh, black plaintiffs at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that we're that we're looking to, you know, be able to as law abiding citizens get it. I only bring up color because she brings up color. The color is meaningless to us. It's human beings. It's human beings with the ability to protect themselves. Law abiding citizens of this country. Skin color is meaningless. But understand it's the Democratic Party. And the liberal black leadership that has been working against constantly the protection of innocent minorities and law-abiding minorities in the inner city. They're the ones doing it. Over and over again. Over and over again. What's happening right now with the lack of enforcement in inner cities and and major cities everywhere? What do you have? And there was, I just, uh, I got to find the study because just popped just something I saw over the weekend. New study been uh, done showing that where they defunded the police is where the crime has gone up the most in the country. Well, duh, of course it's going that's, to go up. That is a, that's a given. Anybody can look at that and say, that's bound to happen. There is no way you can prevent it from happening. You defund the police, crime is on the rise. You start bail reform, crime on the rise. So what do you have in these major cities? What you have is the road to urban blight. What you have is major corporations saying, we can't stay here anymore. Small companies saying, we can't stay here anymore. Well, at one point, mom and pop shops collectively employed the most Americans. Corporations actually employ quite a few Americans as well. So what happens when they leave those neighborhoods? Not only do those people that live in the neighborhoods not have access to the goods and services, they don't have access to the jobs right there at home. 
This is exactly how this was going to play out. And there's no way to reverse it because even as they pump more money into major cities to offer incentives for people to serve as police officers, they still can't get them there because inevitably what happens? They go there, and we've seen it. They go there, they train, they serve for a couple of years, and they're gone to a suburb whose citizens believe and have insisted all along that police officers have a great presence, that we enforce the law, that we are going to be about law and order. You don't have anyone who wants to serve in a major city, and that's the difference. What happened in Memphis, we're going to learn a lot from. We're going to learn a hell of a lot from. Was this about skin color? You can't convince me of that. This is going to be a, you know, again, the discussion. But what did you see over the weekend? The response. I think a lot of people right now are looking at it going, wait a minute. What is actually happening here? Because what happened when the when the huge call for defunding the police went out, what was the, the, uh, the response? Yes. And then yeah. a few seconds later, the polls showed, okay, great. Do we defund the police in your neighborhood? No. No. We no, like- I want a strong presence in my right. neighborhood. Right. But abs- in the abstract, for those other people, defund their police. Right. But not ours. I mean, there was only one. And this, boy, this really relates to the first hour because everything is about complete and total incompetence of things that we knew would happen. We knew that when you defunded the police, we knew that was was going to happen. The idiots out there. And Biden was still talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We don't need right. police officers. If someone's going to jump off the bridge, we need a psychologist. Right. Who's going to go and grab the person and 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 risk her own life and pull them back in and has the training to do that. People are idiots. They're absolute idiots. And and they don't care. I am convinced that the liberal black leadership in this country and the Democratic Party want poverty. They want violence. Well, they want because the if chaos. they if they don't have chaos, then there is no reason for them to be in. If things are actually fixed and they make their cities better, they'll be gone. And because the philosophy of how you get there is the philosophy that they're against. And ask yourself, who controls these major cities? <clears throat> All Democrats. Democrats. It doesn't do matter. By the numbers, and, do the numbers in any of these major metro areas and ask yourself, do they have what it takes in terms of the people that control the city to get something done? Not like you know, a, a split 50-50 Republican-Democrat where it's impossible to get anything done. They have full control, and they do nothing about it. Ask yourself why that is. And then they have to do the mental gymnastics with the police. Well, it still is systemic racism because even though it was uh, all black cops and a black victim, uh, the systemic white racism of white supremacy is, uh, yeah, go ahead. Continue to tie that. You, can you connect the dots there? Can you can you really, really do that? No, you can't do that. No. 
You can't do it, and you can't convince anybody but the mental gymnastics that they have to get to to try to get around, well, 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 well what happens is uh, if, a, if a black person wants to become a police officer, then they've given up their race. They've gone from black to blue. Mm. Democrats said that. Yeah. In 2020. No, it was, and, all, and it was throughout pop culture. They were putting it right. in TV and movie scripts. Yep. And then remember, to, you, you got to the point, and, and we talked about symbolism, and one of the, <laughs> one of the most incredible pieces of symbolism is what we just talked about last hour was the Jerry Garcia pot brand, uh, going down in, in California. And then you want imagery, the imagery of those two white women yelling at the black cop. Telling the black cop he's not black. Right. You want the ultimate in liberalism? That was it right there. That symbolism from, from, from 2020. And so they go into the mental gymnastics so they don't have to confront their insane mindset of how you run cities and law enforcement. They've got to do mental gymnastics to say, well, you know, black people. And I, and I just love it. Black people that become cops really aren't black. They give up their they they give up their rights because law enforcement to begin with, law enforcement and telling people to obey the law is white supremacy, just like individualism and incentive. All these things are built on whites. Shut up. You're just a moron who doesn't give a damn about human beings. That's what you are. You're doing the mental not you, Eric. <laughs> You're doing the mental I'm looking right at him. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the liberals. The liber, you know, I'm talking about the liberals out there. They don't give a damn about people. And then the first sign of chaos. What do they do? Call nine one one. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, is that the Democratic Party needs this chaos to continue, and they're loaded with their security, yep. their armed security. Oh yeah, they're all there's, safe. There's, there's no. There is. No problem for them. The rich, the elite, the powerful have everything that they need. They don't, they're not affected by any of this. They have, their party has full control here and does nothing about it. Nothing. The the only thing that they do and they don't do it well and people are on to them is mental gymnastics of insane logic to blame someone else talking in circles yeah Eight six six ninety red eye most owner operators leased to larger carriers are paid on a per mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load the per mile basis is most prevalent among larger fleets percentage at smaller pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay just because it's easier to measure and pay per mile often is wrongly used as the deciding factor in leasing to a carrier while pay per mile can be a vital factor it's not a cure for every ill nor does it mean a big settlement check is coming an owner operator's way why because pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue as well as total costs gross revenue can include flat mileage pay mileage pay that varies by length of haul percentage revenue pay, and more. Most importantly, though, for every revenue dollar generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every extra dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to profit. 
Knowing and understanding your cost to operate is fundamental to understanding the true value of any pay package. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Personalized savings on commercial truck insurance with Smart Hall from Progressive. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Not available in all states or situations. If you drive a big rig, you know that if your wheels keep turning... It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Guess what? The hurricane season last year uh, was uh, extremely weak, unprecedented yeah. since the satellite era of judging hurricanes and hurricanes for, and that's since 1980 till now. Imagine that. The second weakest hurricane season. Mm. So we'll get to that uh, coming up in uh, Bjorn Lumberg in his climate report. I saw his uh, tweet yesterday where he said, hmm, you don't see this in the media, do you? No, no. And, and he is somebody who believes that climate change is happening. Right. He doesn't know the extent of it, but he believes that everything the left is doing is the wrong thing. Right. So that's a unique perspective. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it is. It is. It do, is. I, do I know exactly? No. Do I believe the the insane things are saying? are going to happen we'll know that none of them have happened they've they've way over you know the fear-mongering is unbelievable he goes yeah it's happening and there may be you know repercussions to it but well, you know one of the things that has been talked about many times before is you would actually rather that it be warm than cold actually i was about to say i saw somebody the other day it was as if they were saying it as if they had just realized it or just learned it recently that a global cool down would be much worse Oh, yeah. And this is the when you do the the math on being able to grow food, sustain life in general. Then a you know, if we get get into a a mini ice age or whatever you want to however you want to categorize it, uh, which is exactly what we're calling it here in Texas for the next 36 hours. (laughs) <laughs> our mini ice age oh man well hopefully it'll be okay to drive home it wasn't bad driving in for me and you know the as you look at it uh, and the and they ignore so much when they want to promote the climate change agenda because they quickly get to and they did this with the wef well we just have to be able to put taxation in across the board. I mean, the idea of that entire gathering is let's get all the nations together and tax the daylights. We all need to be on board for this. No. And the reality is go ahead because you're going to starve third world nations. Yeah, we've talked about that many times and we'll talk about it more. Plus, nearly two thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and the Department of Justice says no to Republicans again mm. and members of Congress about uh, making sure they know what's going on with the Biden classified documents. Yeah, bro. Wow.
available on the app and on our website, RedEyeRadioShow.com. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, uh, so uh, there it is. Uh, climate specialist Bjorn Lumberg, very, very well known out there, mm-hmm. revealed Sunday uh, that 2022 was the second weakest year for hurricanes in more than 40 years. Yet, no mainstream media has reported this, according to Lumberg. Mm. Lumberg, who acknowledges the reality of climate change while refuting climate alarmism, noted that the drop in extreme weather events like hurricanes does not fit with the reigning apocalypse reported on global warming and thus is swept under the rug by the mainstream media. Now, I just thought that they would say a weaker hurricane season also is a result of climate change. Yeah, especially if it's right. unprecedented, then right. then they capitalize on that and go, oh, no, 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 no. This has never happened before. And the reason is <laughs> climate change. Right. <laughs> if it's, We've been doing this way too long. If it's bad, really bad, it's climate change. Mm-hmm. If it's really not bad, it's climate change. Mm-hmm. If it's it's the porridge. <laughs> it's the three bears. <laughs> Well, this porridge is a little bit too hot. Climate change. This porridge is a little bit too cold. Climate change. This porridge is just right. Oh, that's definitely climate Climate change. change. Exactly. Everything is perfect. Yep, climate change. (laughs) A report this month by the Colorado State University University shows that globally there were only 115.25 hurricane days in 2022, among the very lowest in the entire satellite error. Hmm. By comparison, there were 162 hurricane days in 82, 172 in 86, 199 in 89, 253 in 1992, 218 in 1996, 216 in 2004, 223 in uh, uh, 2018, and 172 in 2019. Wow. So uh, uh, in the last 42 years, the only year uh, that saw fewer hurricane days than in 2022 was 2010, in which there were slightly fewer, 112. Even considering the absolute number of hurricanes throughout the calendar year, 2022 still figured among the lowest with only 40. 1982, there were 46. 1985-51-89-55-in-90-there-were-58-1992-59-97-58-55-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-58-59-97-
Uh, he said uh, Lumberg has also demonstrated that the human cost of extreme weather events is also falling year by year with annual weather-related deaths plummeting by some 96% in the past 100 years. As he argues, our increased wealth and increased adaptive capacity has vastly overshadowed any potential negative effect from climate when it comes to human climate vulnerability. There you go. So just decided to bring that your way since mainstream media, because he tweeted it out. And then it was picked up, I think Wall Street Journal picked it up, Breitbart picked it up, other people picked it up. But it was actually a tweet that, yeah. he, that he put out yesterday. And then, right. the, then, the, actual, then the actual data. He got the actual data, too, and, and put the data on his, his, uh, his tweet. But, yeah, they just ignored. Okay, it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist, then it really isn't happening. Right. That's how they look at it. Yep. No, that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. Um. They can they omit what they need to from the math every single time, and of course use anything and everything to you know justify. They can cherry pick it all day long, which is what they've been doing from the beginning. Uh, and then, since we're talking climate change, we had talked about this yesterday uh, that uh, the Wall Street Journal had the article on on um, the the fact that at the same time that. Uh, the United States is talking about going all electric vehicles mm. and lithium-ion batteries and all that, that at the same time, the same liberal government, which is the Biden administration, is doing everything they can to close down mining of the raw materials that you need in order to produce the electric batteries. Right. And so they want it both ways. I mean, they live in this absolutely delusional world. Fox had a story about uh, human rights activists warns of the abuses in the Congo cobalt, uh, cobalt mines, uh, go moral clock dialed back to colonial times, talking mm-hmm. about the basically the slave conditions that in order to have the electric vehicles, so you can claim that uh, you know that you uh, you can you can claim that I'm better than you, and you can virtue signal, and you can say, look, I have this electric vehicle, and I care. It's basically slave labor in the mines of uh, of uh, the Congo that is producing it because they produce 90% of the cobalt worldwide. Yeah. Yep. In fact, it gets down to there is one mine that really uh, in, in one region that is responsible again for uh, 90%. Think about that. This also is required for uh, things we use in our daily life, like uh, cell phones. But these mines, it goes beyond just the uh, the type of labor and the fact that, you know, the wages are low. The consideration comes in also for the health effects of doing that inside of, you know, inside of that area without the proper protection. But these individuals that are mining are inhaling. And when you see the pictures of these mines, there's just countless people standing in this pit, in this cobalt pit children yeah and they're not protected and they're it's but and meanwhile but but yet we're going to double what we need in the next decade to get there and 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 don't worry it's all clean it's the sun don't pay attention to you know the harsh effects of the cobalt mines and don't no 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 shut that out of your mind because 
the wind and the sun will give us everything we need. Huh. I can, the um, first day I did talk radio, mm. and and I was only doing it temporarily. I didn't want to do it. I was station manager of a radio station. I can still remember the first day I actually had a guest. This would have been 1989. I can still remember the guy's name. I believe it was Victor Salupe. And the book was The BS Syndrome. Mm. And I didn't book the guy. It was the the talk show host before me who I can't remember if they quit or did whatever. But this guest was there. And I said, okay, give me a guest because I, I can't talk on the radio. But it was the first day. And it was about, and I actually read the book. And it's about how BS flows. Basically the flow chart of BS. <laughs> <laughs> which which could look like a septic tank. Probably. Uh, and, and I just, or a blender inside of the beltway. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, uh, he talked about BS, how about in how it always goes from the top down, but it can't go anywhere unless the people accept the BS. Right. And, and we have as a nation, we've accepted so much bull. We don't fight against it. Maybe hopefully we are now, but across the board, we accept BS. Why? I never have. You never have. Who are these people who accept the BS? You know, I've I've often pondered that myself, and I'm using the word ponder to make it sound like I actually have an education. And you convinced me. I one of the theories that's been thrown up on the chalkboard in my tiny little brain is that people understand they can get away with it as long as they accept everybody else's. <laughs> right? As long as I'm playing in the game, you know, the flow chart, right? Here's the flow chart. Yes. All right. I'm I'm not going to reach out and say, hey, and call everybody on it as long as they don't call me on mine. It's funny because I remember asking the author because he said, BS always flows from the top down. And I said, yeah, but if the... If it flows from the top down and it gets to the down, which are the people that it's flowing down to, and they accept the BS and they promote the BS, then it isn't just the top down. Right. Because if the if it's from the top down and the down rejects the BS, well, then it can't go anywhere. Right. And his point was, yeah, but a lot of times the people that are putting out the BS are in, uh, are, are in um, uh, uh, positions of authority. And they can intimidate you. And I went, oh, okay, liberal transgender activist movement. I mean, I can think that way now. I go, okay, liberal transgender yeah. activist movement. Right. This is all BS. We know it's a lie, mm-hmm. but we're going to force you to believe it or we'll destroy your life. Well, that's part of it. I mean, but to me, that's where BS has gone to the point of, you know, propaganda. And if you don't buy it, we'll destroy your life. Right. As we have seen right. in totalitarian societies, if you don't buy into the BS, you'll be murdered. You'll be put into a prison. Mm-hmm. It actually gets to that point. And- we're moving towards that point where if you don't buy into the BS, you know, liberal transgender activist movement, we'll put you in jail. Right. You don't if you don't use the language, if you don't right. follow and if you are out of line, if if at any point you don't go along, then we'll come after you because this is, you know, been the here lately has been the calling to Go, you know, they they take it to the extreme. They say, well, hate speech should be illegal, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be able to get away with hate speech. 
look at what it leads to. So they build this big cause and say, oh, we've got to control how people talk. Well, who defines what hate speech is? What do you put? How do you populate that entire cat category? Are you going to say hate speech is anything that I say against your belief? Is it questioning something that you say is true? Is it any level of dissent? Who defines what hate speech is going to be? Where are we going to start? Because at that, words have meaning and you're going to, the letter of the law is real. If you're going to start writing laws, you have to define those laws or in a much more dangerous fashion, you have to say and leave it up to interpretation. Now we've got something very different. That is, hate speech isn't allowed. Well, this is clearly hate speech. Well, how do we know? It's not defined in the law. Well, but no, we deem it hate speech. <laughs> we deem it. <laughs> Do we have any examples of this happening, Eric? Yes, we do. <laughs> hate crimes. A crime is a crime. Oh, but it was in the heart of this individual because of the appearance of one individual and the appearance of another individual. It must be about this, right? How do you know that? Well, we don't, but we deem it so. Hey, so we can control speech and we can put a broad definition in place 86690 red eye get in touch with red eye radio toll free at 866 red eye shell rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, the Department of Justice says, sorry, we're not going to give this House committee also any of uh, the information that they want on uh, the Biden classified documents probe. That's after they made it clear to the House and Senate Intelligence Committee that they won't share anything. And, of course, there's a huge problem there. And I did see an article the other day saying that uh, that uh, uh, Congress may sue and go to federal court. Hmm. You know, to get some of this, because as we talked the other day, there's a couple of huge issues here, legal issues. And one of them is not just the separation of powers that the executive branch doesn't get to to have total control over the top secrets because of an investigation. Uh, there's another huge concern to the United States, and that is the fact of uh, has has this information being out there, this top secret information compromise the United States in any way. Right. And Congress absolutely has oversight of that yep and if anyone does the house and uh, house and senate intelligence uh committee does so we'll get to that and more on the way
is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when you want if you can't listen overnight live, like right now. Right now if you're listening live and not in the future. But if you're listening... We're doomed. You already know that. Well, the first indication that we're doomed is what we started the show off. Sure, you should know things are bleak. (laughs) The Democratic Party of California can no longer operate in California because we don't get any donations in California. It's, It's almost that stupid. But for different reasons. Yeah, I'm just... But... We may talk about that again later on in the show. Well, it's weed, so we can, you know, just yeah. it's uh weed goes with everything. <laughs> weed and jello. Well, not with not with government selling and taxing it. It doesn't. Well, that's when you just move, man. Because and they, this is why you bought a Volkswagen van in the in the first place. Because they can't they can't make it legal pots going down in California because they've regulated it and taxed it too much and uh, the cartel pot, 80% of the market, and 80% of the market now is a lot more than, uh, you know, than uh, probably 100% of the market a couple of years ago because once they legalized it, more people started using it. Yeah, right. So they're still doing, cartels are doing booming business, and the Jerry Garcia brand run by family members can't make it and and do i have to emphasize even more that there cannot be a better brand for selling pot than jerry garcia do we have another example oh yeah that's right that's right chong tommy chong if there was yeah chong and a bong chong and a bong yes that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not even sure if that's a real brand. It might be. <laughs> if it's not, it should be, right? Yeah, it should. That's, know, I just, I mean, you just, you, you shake your head because it's just, it's, it's absolutely, it's just so unbelievable. But it is, it is the perfect example of the cluelessness of liberalism of California. And yeah. these are the people. These are the people that you believe can provide energy for you mm-hmm. and give you a quality of life right. with wind and solar. Right. It's all going to be very cheap and never ending. It's going to be great. You know, Bob Marley, if they had a brand, that would also be good, too. I, mean, that would... I think Marley's Does, I family, think he, I they, think his estate had, had a brand. Did they? I thought I read something about that, a lawsuit or something. That's easy. Bob, Mar- just put in Bob Marley 
pot. Pot brand, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just see if anything comes up. Uh, yeah, Marley Natural. Yeah, Marley Natural is the official cannabis brand of Bob Marley, developed by his estate. Yeah, in conjunction with the private equity firm Privateer Holdings, which develops cannabis industry brands. Imagine that being your legacy, a drug named after you. <laughs> well. How is it not? I mean, he wrote the song Legalize It. That's true. And performed it, of course, but I mean I I think they're I think I know they want to sell in New York. I don't know were they selling are they selling in California and are they having problems? Uh, with the same uh, problems with uh the cost of government? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're all, they all are. Yeah. I don't know what the remedies have been in other states. Because California just had such a vast market, especially Northern California, where where the growers, the independent growers, were set up, and still are, as far as I know. But it's you know it has been one of these things where it was inevitable. The government's going to come in; they're going to want their pieces. You mentioned earlier the federal government coming in, and the consideration there. Oh well, if we're going to be a part of uh, legalization on the federal level, yeah, we we definitely want our cut. It's there. Tommy Chong Cannabis. Yeah. No, I knew we had something. I didn't know. But I didn't did. know if it was mm. called Chong and a Bong. Yeah, yeah, but that was just off the fly. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, I mean, this is also good branding. Product bio, fans of comedy and cannabis alike yeah. can experience the strains and products that Tommy Chong has hand-selected. Right, yeah. Hey, no. I, I'm sure he's walking through the fields daily. That's a, I, I'm thinking of like a wine commercial where, you know, the, the grapes and, the, and yes. the... The guy who runs the winery is going through the grapes and feeling the grapes, and there's, Charlie, there's Tommy Chong. Oh, look at this fine bud here. <laughs> Well, it, it, I mean, it's going to be at some point like the old coffee commercial with the coffee grower Juan Valdez. Oh, yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll be, you know, <laughs> when legalization first came about, pioneer Tommy Chong. <laughs> and it, well, he is because Tommy Chong was one of the first mm -hmm. multi-territory celebrity cannabis brands. Mm. <laughs> debuting in the medical California market, then expanding out to every medical and recreational state in the nation. Mm -hmm. No, it's big money. It's big business. And Cheech didn't want to go in with him on it? I think he has his own thing going on, you know? I don't know about pot, but I think he has. <laughs> okay, so they have everything. Cannabis brands, THC. Uh, CBD, flour, edibles, drinks, pre-rolls, concentrates, vapes, topicals, and accessories. Cheech Marin's father was a cop. Did what? you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. No. So the, topicals, you can, is that the CBD? You like rub it on your skin? It's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to get some attention from a few dogs at the airport. 
I suggest you not do that before you fly anywhere. <laughs> Just something you might want to consider. Yeah, um, but inevitably, the all the pop culture names that were associated with marijuana use over the years were going to be, you know, if if you were a corporation, you wanted to start a company, then you call uh, the estate of Bob Marley, the estate of Jerry Garcia, uh, or Tommy Chong, who just might answer his own phone. You're going to call these individuals, you know, these, you know, the or the people of, of their estate, and you're going to, you know, you're going to basically give them a cut. We use your name for the brand. Well, now, I don't know to what extent how many of them are involved fully. And and I'm looking at it here on, on Tommy Chong's website, Celebrity mm-hmm. Cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> the best influencer cannabis brands uh, here with next day and second day delivery available iverson alvin iverson hmm. 96x viola limited release yeah there's a picture of him right aphrodisiac by Lil kim hmm. okay clown cannabis by slipknot god it's my witness <laughs> is it legal in kansas i don't know but it's like it's Clown cannabis by Slipknot. All right, why not? Oh, jeez. Friday Crush by Ice Cube. With the Slipknot, is there any masking the high? (laughs) There's no masking the high when it comes to (laughs) Slipknot pot. Jay and Silent Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, this is all... Well, Kevin Smith has been very open about it for ever. And they had they had the Garcia handpicked by Jerry Garcia, but they're mm-hmm. out of California now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just so yeah. I mean, it's uh, and and you you you've got uh, <laughs> Tyson Ranch by Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I boy, I I've there are some things that I'm ignorant on. Oh oh, of course, coming soon, Willie's Reserve by Willie Nelson. What the hell took so long on that? I know it's just coming soon. Well, in fact, in Texas, authorities report that they pulled over a massive bale of pot and found a Willie Nelson tour bus inside. Wow. Rich Soil by Lamar Odom coming mm. soon. And, I mean, it's just all that you, you get. Oh, wow. Mm. Marario mm. by Santana. Mind your head from Mickey Hart. All right. So there you go. So yeah, I mean it's all the you know, celebrities are into it big time. I had no idea. I mean that's yeah, I didn't I, either. I, I, yeah, I I just learned something. I learned something new today. I had no idea. I mean, I just wasn't paying attention, so I had no idea that there was a Tommy Chong brand. I had no idea that there was. Oh no, I knew there was. Yeah, I just, knew that, uh, and that goes back years. But I wonder to what extent you know they because. It's not; these aren't small endeavors. No. So you've got to have the the backing. You've got to have, and and quite often, I don't know if it's the case with each of these or any of these. I'm assuming it is. 
where corporations, uh, the, the, the backers, basically go to the celebrity and say, hey, we want your name for the brand. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that happens a lot with even car dealerships. You know, you get a, you find a local celebrity and say, hey, we're going to put your name on the dealership, and this is, you know, this is what we want out of it. That doesn't happen as much anymore. You think marketing and sales would be okay if they came to us, maybe like Red Eye Red? Probably not. Okay, you don't think management will go for it? And we could get a cut of it? No. I mean, of the money. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> not. not. going to go for it. Okay. I'm guessing, just from what I can remember of the employee handbook, <laughs> that would be no. Well, we'll tell them we won't sell in California. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean... Wow. And, you know, and, and so... What's interesting here is that the marketing really isn't, still isn't mainstream. No, it's not. No, you're you're right. You know? Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm just getting to where I see ads online uh, for for you know hard liquor that kind of went away for a while, uh, mm-hmm. or at least it wasn't where I was watching TV. I don't watch any commercial television anymore. But you see it online, and you'll see, you know, the different whiskey brands or whatever. They'll advertise, you know, occasionally. Um, I don't, I don't see any of that for, you know, and it, maybe it's because I'm not within their interest group, you know. But I and I'm not in a legal state, so it wouldn't fall. No, you. You're- you're still looking to get liquor in your town. <laughs> yeah, we don't have hard liquor sales here in my town. And we got hard liquor. I did see the story of, what was it, the Fireball, the small bottles of the Fireball whiskey. Don't have hard liquor in them. They actually they don't, don't have, have whiskey. whiskey in them. They're actually there was a lawsuit involved. over that. Yes, I saw that over the weekend, yeah. It was interesting. It's like I just, uh, I don't know how you could. The big bottle has whiskey, but the right. little small bottles don't. The little airplane-sized bottles. Yeah. That, you know, and, and they were. You know, they, it, the, the, I guess the idea was you would put them in a bowl, like at a party, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so I don't know how they got away with that. Because the story, at least the one that I read, said that it says, you know, the type of alcohol that's in it, it but it's not whiskey. It, it right. says that on the packaging. Well, but it looks identical it to looks the packaging of the big bottle. Yeah, yes, it does. and so yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to. You and know. it's it's a malt liquor, not a whiskey, right. right? So somebody's suing, and I wonder why that's the case. Why they went that direction with the small ones? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting lawsuit, though. Yeah, it is. Oh wow, you figured that out and said, "I'm going to sue." How much? As <laughs> soon as I sober up, I'm calling a lawyer. <laughs> Eight six six ninety red eye We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety red eye So you want to make that correction that would have made no difference to me at all? Yeah, it doesn't make any difference to me, but I can see the phone ringing off the wall. <laughs> uh, legalized it was uh, Peter Tosh. Okay. Yeah. Not Bob Merle. Not Bob Merle. 
Okay, and, and just, a whaler. And, Peter Tosh, but yeah, yeah. And, and and just just so you know, we were just, we were just talking about the legalized pot in mm-hmm. in California, the story yeah. that came out yeah. uh, uh, earlier uh, that um, uh, the Jerry Garcia brand basically is leaving the California market because they can't make a profit because of all the taxes and regulations on it. Mm-hmm. And our entire point was the fact of the the study out there, or the, excuse me, the survey out there, the poll, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a survey uh, that uh, asks uh, what the biggest problem is and. Uh, inflation the economy has been bypassed by bad government and if you look at the situation in california and for years we've been talking about the legalization of of marijuana because it's been a topic for years yeah a couple of decades it's been at least a a topic and everybody always said uh you know uh government should grow it and tax it and then we could take care of all of our problems right right and the exact opposite happened government came up with a way to do it that would ensure that if you're a private investor, you'll go bankrupt. Right. Because the cartels are doing better than ever before in California. That's the story that was out. And the fact of a brand like Jerry Garcia's, you can't get a better <laughs> brand for pot. Yeah. Well, maybe can, uh, you know, maybe Marley or whatever, or, or Chong. But uh, you look at California, though, you can't come up with a better one for California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they can't make it. And it no. just shows you, I mean, these are the people that we've entrusted to say, oh, okay, we're going to have solar and wind, and that's going to take care of everything for you. Yeah, These people are complete morons. They have no idea what the hell they're doing, and we're putting them in office to to do things that we have said, uh, when you look at electricity and other things, are economic suicide, energy suicide, and national security suicide. And I just wonder how long the American public, you know, they claim that they care, uh, and, and they now believe that government is the problem, but... What precisely do they believe that, well, they should give us more money? I I don't know what they think the problem is with government or not. But uh, the question we've, you know, we asked uh, from the beginning of the show today, how long will the American public want to be BS'd? Because we're being BS'd across the board and everybody's being BS'd constantly. And for the most part, not you, not me, not Eric. Not when I say you, I mean our listeners. Uh, But I mean the vast majority of the public and who they voted for is the reason the border is on the voters. The economy, inflation is on the voters. It's what they voted for. They voted people in that were very clear of what they were going to do. Yeah. And, you vo- and we voted them in. Yep. And now we're in this thing where every single major problem we have, and we say the government can, why can't the government get together and solve the problem? Solve the problem? They created the problem. All that's yep. all of this is by choice. Yep. Join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE-RADIO. And he is Eric Harding. I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Pretty amazing update on a story that we've been uh, covering. The Justice Department on Monday uh, informed House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan that it will not give his panel access to most of the information he has requested on the investigation into President Biden's mishandling of classified documents and a letter sent 
uh, to Jordan, the assistant attorney general, cites numerous special rules governing special counsel investigations that prevent the DOJ from releasing such information. He also says disclosing non-public information about the investigation could compromise the uh, probe. As reading Jonathan Turley tweeted out yesterday, he said, well, wait a minute. Biden knows what it is. Yeah. The Biden staff knows what those top secrets are. Right. They 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 know what they are because they've seen them. Mm-hmm. So they know what they are. The Department of Justice does. Now, you may have a case. And, and, and again, I don't know the legalities uh, specifically for the House Judiciary Committee. But where they have a problem here, and I, I believe where a possible lawsuit would be most successful. And we brought this up the other night. But if you weren't listening, I think it's important to bring it up again. The the difference uh, in in this case is these were uh, number one top secrets found and classified information, including top secret level found at various locations. As we know, five different locations, I believe, so far uh, they've been they've been found. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the Biden, you know, uh, personal property, and uh, also at his uh, at his one office. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you also had the when the lawyers did the searching for them, they said everything was clean. We got everything. There's no more. It's complete. We found out that was wrong. The FBI believed it was wrong. And they went in to the personal residence and they found more uh, classified documents, including doc- documents and or notes that were from the time that he was in the Senate. Mm hmm. As every single senator has said, that's impossible. That can't happen. You can't get information like that and and have it at your personal residence. There is no way for that to happen. So how did that happen? So there's great suspicion. And we also know that the lawyers did not do a complete search. The FBI did not believe them. That means there still may be top secret documents in the Penn Biden Center and at the University of Delaware. The it's been over a week now where the Department of Justice said, well, we're contemplating what to do next and whether to search again. Well, what's taking so long? So that's the situation that we're in right now. And uh, I believe tomorrow the special counsel is supposed to take over. So maybe those searches will happen. But when you have the House and uh, the Senate Intelligence Committees, They are the overseers of the intelligence agencies and of top secrets. They get those roles. One of the reasons that McCarthy said, uh, Adam Schiff, you're out, and Swalwell, you're out, is because Swalwell had a relationship uh, with a Chinese spy. He won't answer the question as to whether it was a sexual relationship or not, but that's the thought that it was. But he won't answer. He won't say, no, it wasn't. And so they believe he had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. And if you won't answer the question, they have to assume when it comes to America's top secrets, you are. And even though the FBI said, you know, that you didn't compromise, you're still a problem. It's like, sorry, we can find somebody else. Another Democrat can take that one. As for uh, as for uh, uh, Adam Schiff, we know that he lied. Uh, about uh, uh, the uh, you know what the the top secrets actually what uh, what the intelligence uh, was on Trump colluding with the Russians, which was nothing, and he lied about that consistently, and so he's out. And there's other things that he also did, 
And so that's that's how seriously at least Republicans take secrets in Congress right now. But in this case, what you have is not only do you have these top secrets where, again, the Department of Justice has not been clear, and also the Department of Justice, when they first found this, should have contacted, I believe, the House and Senate Intelligence Committee to let them know the seriousness of it before it became public. Because what you have now is you have the Department of Justice that is part of the agreement or and or however you want to view it, agreement and or conspiracy to keep this from the American public and from members of Congress who have oversight over it. This is exactly what I was saying last week, is that the first thing you would want to do as soon as whoever at the DOJ was made aware is you go to Capitol Hill, you go behind closed doors, and you sit down and you tell them, you brief them on what has happened. Because there can be no transparency all the way up until essentially January 9th. Now, we didn't know what was going on with Lausch and him saying on January 5th that there should be a special counsel. Uh, the phone call the next day uh, from CBS uh, to the White House. And then January 9th is when we learned through that first CBS report. We didn't know what was going on. And it's not that the Department of Justice necessarily should have led the public awareness. But if we had learned on January 9th in that CBS report that the DOJ reached out to members of Congress, especially the intel committees, and said, this is what's happening. They went to Capitol Hill. They gave them a, a private briefing behind closed doors as to what was going on and told them that they would keep them up to speed along the way. It didn't go down that way, which is why we've been saying the DOJ has to take responsibility for their role in the custody chain of these documents because they weren't proactive they in weren't. making our representatives aware of what was going on from the beginning, then we have to assume, because what would be the idea? The idea would be just imagine that there were people uh, with nefarious intentions in the highest levels of government and some of them were at the White House, and some, one of them was at the White House, and the other one was in charge of the DOJ. You have to go to that extent. Our representatives get to see these documents, and they don't have to wait for the DOJ to do their work in their investigation. These are separate. They're, yeah, they, they, are, they are separate, and we, we explained that the other day. Uh, the other thing that when you when you uh, 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 look at this is uh, that the Department of Justice is saying, well, if there's a special counsel, we don't tell you what the investigation is about. Well, yeah, if you expect a bribe, you don't go to the House and Senate Intelligence Committee and say, here's our investigation about 
possible bribes right. that the president or his son or whatever is taking. Right, right. And, and and so, yeah, you don't. But this isn't a normal investigation. This is an investigation where the House and Senate Intelligence Committee doesn't know what those top secret documents are and whether uh, they affect our national security or not. And they also know the House Intelligence and the Senate Intelligence Committee. And that's why both Democrats and Republicans were angry is because Democrats want to know what Trump had. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, look, we need to know what Trump. We don't care about the investigation. What were the documents right. that he had? Because we don't know it, and so they're both on agreement on that. That we need, we need to know because these are involving top secret documents. But in the Biden case, that which is Trump was pretty set and clear. One place secure. Everybody knew what he had. And it was the basically the the debate going back and forth. The chain of custody right. is a very short list. We don't know what the chain of custody is at all with the with the Biden situation. Nope. We don't know if all the top secret documents have been found. Nobody's claiming that Trump is hiding more top secret documents. Right. We but don't that, have. In fact, I don't have any any doubt, and that's because of the raid that played out on Mar-a-Lago. Also, when you have the. Department of Justice is doing an investigation on Hunter Biden. And the investigation on Hunter Biden is about influence peddling to Joe Biden. Right. We also know where these top secrets were. Hunter had access to them. Mm -hmm. And so you're sitting there in the House Intelligence Committee and you're like, whoa. And as we brought you yesterday, Miranda uh, Devine talking from the New York Post who wrote the book Laptop from Hell, she goes, look, these things here in, in the laptop indicate that that Hunter Biden was offering top secrets of Russia, top classified information from Russia to Alcoa, the aluminum company. Right. Well, all of a sudden, you're in the House Intelligence or Senate Intelligence Committee. You're like, well, my God, the laptop right there says he's doing it. We don't, Department of Justice, you've got to talk to us. You've got to tell us what these top secret documents were about, we don't know if our national security has been compromised. Right. And they're like, no, we have an investigation. It's not a normal investigation. And you are part of the agreement slash conspiracy to not inform the public and not inform us that these top secret documents were out there and right. nobody knew that they were out there. And we are the people that have oversight over America's top secrets. You can't win this battle. Well, no, America the DOJ doesn't win this one. The DOJ doesn't get to say to Congress, sorry, you don't get to do your job until we're done with ours. The The executive branch does not have sole, uh, what would I say, ownership or propriety over the nation's top secrets because of an investigation that they're doing, special counsel or not. Right. The top secret and the classified is what makes this different. It's not a normal investigation, and the thing is, they know it. But everything that they have done, the Department of Justice has done, and, you know, when it was reported that Lausch, uh, you know, early on was was put in charge of, of you know, this whole thing, and he recommended before it came became public that a special counsel, uh, you know, was, uh, was uh, you know, was called on this. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons was he was extremely uncomfortable about the way the Department of Justice had handled this. Everybody looks, everything in this stinks. The opposition can legitimately look at it, Republicans, and say, this is a cover-up. And the Department of Justice is involved in it. 
Why? Because of the lack of transparency and the bogus explanation that we can't tell the Senate and House Intelligence Committee what these top secrets are about. Nobody buys it. It comes across as bogus. It comes across as a cover-up. Well, it, it is because for for the DOJ to say, to try and make the case that, sorry, we can't let this out. You're basically dismissing the idea of committees and top secret clearance by people on the intel committees right and, and, basically saying that doesn't matter that doesn't count and the american people don't get to see it what this reeks of more and more as they go on with the news coming out yesterday once again as they are defiant at the doj on this what this reeks of is them assigning a special prosecutor in order to try and keep this away from the eyes of of oversight opposition has every reason to make that judgment yep and look and go wait a minute you put a special counsel in so you can hide this from so us. you can just make yeah. so you can close the door on this <clears throat> at least past november of 24 yeah because it can we know a special how, prosecutor could go take, on forever we've we've seen it and you and and we don't so there could be who knows how many issues or or scenarios where this nation is compromised as a result of those documents being where they were. But that doesn't matter. We're going to do our investigation, and the American people don't get to know. There is no oversight. By the way, that is as bogus as it gets. Yeah, because it's separation of powers. The executive branch doesn't get to dictate to the House, to the legislative branch, that job is to look over the top secrets of america that sorry the investigation supersedes you knowing whether our national security is in peril sorry you don't get to make that decision you don't because of an investigation you don't and that's why i believe it's going to court and i believe unless there's precedent that i don't know about these are top secrets that's a completely different ball game yep classified i'll say classified Mm because not everyone was a top secret classification i'm juxtaposing classified for top secret and top secret for classified. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I specify. They're classified documents, some that rise to the level of top secrets. The House and Senate Intelligence Committee, at the minimum, need to know what's there. And probably the House Judiciary Committee also has authority to see what's in it. I would think so. I don't know for sure yep. what the rules are on that committee. But Intel Committee, absolutely. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website. RedEyeRadioShow.com or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. 
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 